All right, well, welcome once again. Looks like we're at season seven, episode 27 on July 3rd, 2022. Tomorrow's the 4th of July. And uh, I just seen that this, this morning that some of the left Democratic portion of the party is saying that we shouldn't even celebrate the 4th of July, that we no longer have independence, we don't have freedom based upon the, the ruling of the Supreme Court when it comes to abortion. Now, I know we've been talking about things like this, current events and what God has to say about it, and many of you might would say that that's not a very traditional message, and maybe that's something we shouldn't be talking about from the pulpit and you know, we're so used to hearing the, the feel-good things and the uplifting things. We're in a, a different time. And I've never been anything that resembles traditional or even that fits the mold of what a normal pastor would be. I believe that we need to bring the truth. It's in entirety. We need to understand that we are in a world of sin. That Satan is attacking from every angle. That we are in a war. And that we need to do something about it right now. We need to look at what we're facing today and what the Word of God has to say about it. We need to filter everything through the Word of God. So we know what the truth is. And we know how to handle our adversary. We've already won. Jesus has already won the battle. The victory is ours, but we still have to seize it. We have to do our part. We have things to receive. God is still with us. God is still on the throne. He is still answering prayers. We still have access to the kingdom of heaven. All we have to do is learn how to pray and how to receive. We have to know what the truth is. We have to be able to defend off these lies. Because my friends, and the title of today's message is, they are lying to us. You ever notice that no matter who the person is, especially when they're standing in the point of authority, they want to throw a little bit of God into the mix. Let's look at Romans 16, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, remark them which cause divisions. Do we see any divisions today? And offense. Do we have offenses? Contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. How do we know who and what to avoid if we do not know what the doctrine is? For they are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. And none of us want to be considered simple. We want to know what's going on. We want to be in charge. But yet, how many of us are being deceived? Last week, we talked about money. We talked about how it is paper. It is coins. And that it is only worth 
the power that men, mankind, give it. If society was to fall, money would be absolutely useless. We'd go back to a system where we trade goods, we trade services, a barter type system. Money would be absolutely useless. But yet we put so much emphasis on it. We talked about how far people are willing to go to receive large amounts of it. They'll go stay on a deserted island. They'll eat crazy things. They'll do despicable things. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. They will kill. All in the name of money. That's based on a gold system of an element from the earth that really serves very little practical purpose other than the power that we give it. We like it because it's rare. We like it because it's shiny. We like it because of the status it holds. But really it serves no practical purpose. If we're in a apocalyptic situation, it will be something that you will leave behind because it will serve no purpose, have no value. Second Corinthians 11. But what I do that will do, I may cut off occasion from them that desire a cushion. For them in glory may be found as we... For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into the angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing of his ministers be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, for those in shall according to the works. Any... Deceitful dark person can take on the image of the light to use it to further their goals. We see them stand up behind the podiums, our political leaders, and they'll say things like abortion is a God-given right. And the only thing that is is an absolute lie. We know that God cherishes children. We know that he knows us in the womb. That in the moment of conception, a soul is formed. And God cares about each and every soul. He commands us not to kill. Everything in the word of God says no to abortion. And what we are, are asking for is, is not a freedom. It's not a right. It is an excuse to be able to sin. It is an excuse to go against the word of God. But we want to throw the idea on it that God is behind it. That's the whole idea. We've got to discredit God, redirect. It's all lies to accomplish what Man wants to accomplish. They say that this generation of, of young people is some of the most depressed, some of the most suicidal, that they take the largest number of medications. 
And they say that one of the biggest problems they face is, is a fear of climate change. Now, back when I was growing up, something like that would be ridiculous. There were so many things that you can be concerned about other than, than that. But this is such a, a weighing thing on our youth today. And you have to ask why. Because they're being told that it's what they need to be concerned about. And I guess one reason is that I can be smug about it, that I can kind of laugh about it, that I can, can blow it off, is because I know what the truth is. I know what the Word of God says. And God, it's just ridiculous to me to think that our God could mess up that bad. If you want to follow this whole climate change thing, what that's telling us is that, that God has messed up. That he's allowed too many people to be made. He's allowed too many things to go on. And that we are going to destroy ourselves. My God knows the beginning from the end. He's already written out the end. And it's just humorous for me to think that we could get it so wrong that we have outsmarted him. That we're going to destroy the world before he gets a chance to. He's already promised that Jesus is going to come back. That he is going to collect up his bride. He is going to call us up into heaven. And then we have a series of things that's going to take place. And we're going to let Satan have his run. And then God's going to cleanse this place. And we're going to start anew. Climate change doesn't fit into that picture. But we keep, keep telling ourselves that we got to do all these things, do all these things. We did listen for months and upon months upon months about viruses. Never was too concerned about a virus. I've been through some stuff. I've had God see me through. I have faith. I believe that God is going to take care of me. I believe that God still heals. I believe that God protects. And I don't think that any face mask can provide any more protection than my God can. But yet we still see people walking around with them. You know, in the beginning they say it was before for to protect others. That we may not know we're sick. We may not have any symptoms. So we need to wear it so we don't give our germs to somebody else and possibly infect someone else. And I wonder if that's still the case. Is that what these people are doing? Are they really that much of humanitarians that they're trying to save the world from themselves? Or are they trying to make sure that something doesn't get in? Because one way... You're very pompous and you're very misguided. And the other way, you're very misguided and fearful. And either way is the way God wants you to be. 
But it just shows, goes to show how much impact it can have when we keep hearing the same lies over and over again. When we don't know what to defend against, what the truth is, who God is, and how deep it can get inside us. It's hard to go back. We get programmed. You know, we've talked about this for years, about how hard it is to renew your mind. To change from the tradition. And we get molded into these traditions. And it's hard to change back. It's sad to see people in the great outdoors and they're covered up because of this fear. That they can't even and fully enjoy the world that God has given us because of fear. They still stay locked behind doors because of fear. That is not the life that God has intended for us. He is all-knowing. He is our protector. He is our savior. He is our healer. So back to it. So uh, we have this, this big economic issue we got to deal with, says, says man. But they don't tell you why. They don't tell you how. In fact, there's actually scientific studies to show that the ozone layer is in fact closing up, not getting bigger. And they, they tell you all these things that you have to do. And we are so inclined to do it because we want to fit in. We want to think we're making a difference. And we want to do the visual things that other people can see. See, when you put on that face mask, people can see that. They can see what you're doing. And they're telling us now that we need to abolish gasoline. That that's, that's bad. We need to get rid of it. Because it's doing so much harm. And you go out and buy battery-powered cars. And see, that's something that people can see. Because they make sure when they build these things, they slap these badges all over these cars that say zero emission, that say electric. And they give them fancy uh, electric names like the lightning, like the volts, like the bolt, and all kind of things where we know that they're uh, all about electricity. But what they don't tell you is, is that before this push, back when gas prices was reasonable, that it would take you many, 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 many years to recoup the value that you had to put out ahead of time to purchase that vehicle. See, they had to, the gas prices had to go up because it, it costs money to charge these things. If you're at a station, it costs money. And there was a point where it was roughly the same amount of money whether you were using electricity or where you were using gas. And see, they say that, that cars are the enemy. But you know that when one of these jumbo jets flies across the ocean from 
one continent to the other, that you know it puts more pollutants in the air than a vehicle does in 10 years. But yet there's no, no idea about getting rid of those, how to change that technology. Have you uh, looked into the economical impact it takes to mine the lithium out of the earth? That all the gas and diesel-powered machinery that it takes to pull that from the earth to form these batteries. How much that costs and how much economical damage on the earth does that do? And then what about when these batteries go bad? What about the economical damage it takes from there? What about the, uh, the spontaneous fires from junk vehicles with some large capacity batteries? So these are things that we don't hear about because we can't invest in these negative things. But we can invest into companies that are building this technology. And you see, when you're promised funds, grants, payments, you'll change your technology to whatever the demand is. It may not make sense. It may not have a purpose. But we know we are money-driven people. And if your business is approached and says, okay, this is what we want from you, and this is what you're going to reap if you create this, then they're going to go where the money is. God's got it all figured out. Do you think that any of this comes as a shock to him? Do you think for a moment that he don't have a way to combat anything that man throws into the mix? Satan's an adversary. And I don't like to think the idea that any of us are any worse than Satan. He was able to Take a third of the angels with him. Could you imagine how that conversation went? He was walking around and said, okay, you know, I don't think God's doing a good job anymore. I think I could do it better. You guys want to come and follow me? And he's like, okay. And we think that people don't have that kind of influence over us. We talk about gender. Here in Florida, it was a big thing because our governor, which I believe is a, a man that's trying for the most part to, to do what's right for his state. I believe by his, his works that he definitely has some godly influence.
Not saying he's perfect. Not saying he's he's the greatest thing, but I do see a lot more than I do with a lot of others. Doing some good things. He says that we do not need to be teaching our children at a young age about multiple gender identity. And I say hallelujah. And we get such recourse from it. Such debate. Such challenge. And you have to wonder why. Well, we went through Father's Day. We went through Mother's Day. And we talked about all the things that we need to do as we're raising our child. Our responsibility. I didn't realize it was going to be recap day today. But apparently it's going to be recap day as we... Bring the puzzles together. We start to see more and more of the picture. See how these, all these pieces fit together. We just keep building on it. God's Word is building blocks. Each piece has got the little Lego things on top. We can snap them together. We talk about all the things that we do as parents that we need to do. We need to teach. And we need to show them what is right and wrong. And many times now, as parents, we are lacking to do that because we want to be their friends. We want to be cool. Or we simply just don't have the drive, the energy, the patience, whatever it is. But if we don't teach, then someone else will. You know, for, for many of us, we're out, we're chasing that money. So we're, we're working. And our children are out of our care for a big portion of the day. You know, think about it. They go to school all day long. They come home, and there's, there's homework to be done. There's after-school activities. And then before you know it, it's bedtime. But they have all this time as they sit there to, to teach us, to teach whatever they want to teach. And what happens, it starts to become their normal. Our umbrella series has been the source of the problem. And these children, they keep getting more and more of these lies. How many things could be changed if we just said, no, that's not the way a boy is supposed to act. No, that's not the way a girl is supposed to act. And how is it as, as people, as parents, have we become so weak? Why are we so scared of what society thinks and so scared to be a parent that we're afraid to say, no, it's not okay for you to dress that way. That is not the way that you're supposed to look. That is not the way God has intended you to look. That is not the way God has intended you to act. That is not the way He has made you fearfully and wonderfully made. We don't teach who God is anymore. We're so worried about being politically correct and then we neuter our men. 
Men, we're supposed to stand up. We are supposed to be leaders. We are supposed to be teachers. We are supposed to be on the forefronts. And what do we do? We stand beside because we're afraid of being toxic. We're afraid of being not liked. Because everything that we do is wrong. We're supposed to stand on the sidelines and be whipped and be comic relief. Because that's what the world tells us to do. We don't have David's anymore. We don't have Abraham's anymore. We don't have Peter's. We don't have Paul's. And it's because we're afraid to stand up. And we don't have to be perfect. Every one of these examples I've just rattled off are deeply flawed individuals. One thing they had was a heart for God. And God's going to take each and every one of these imperfections. And he's going to use them. He's going to strengthen the weakness. He's going to put us together with people that complement each other. And we're going to be able to do what needs to be done. But we have to take that stand. We have to face that giant. We have to intercede like Abraham did. We have to ride out the prison, ride out the storm. We have to walk on water. We all have to have faith to be able to do these things. They tell us that it's normal. You know, they say, they say all kinds of things about the Word of God. They try to discredit it in every way. And nothing sticks. Nothing is based on fact. Because the Word of God is true. And it stands today just as good as it stands when it was penned. But nothing else does. And it just goes to show why? Why now? Why is it all of a sudden okay now? Hasn't this always been a problem? Is gender identity just a new thing, a new concept that it shouldn't be? Unless we've created it. And we look at things. We, uh, we look at the, the protest and everything that we have for, for abortions. And we, you know, we think we won a victory. But I wonder if we just didn't, if the one side didn't just sacrifice a little bit. Now, many times in battle and in war, we have to make calculated decisions or calculated risk. And sometimes you might lose a little bit to gain something big. See, because they're, they're telling us now that, oh, the Republicans did this. They're the ones that are, are seizing your rights. They're the ones that don't care about you. But, you know, are we that blind or do we just simply take everything 
for fact, just because we hear it and because who tells it? Because the news says it. Do we just blindly follow? Because, you know, I'm no political genius, but I did stay in a Holiday Inn Express one time. And I'll do a little simple math for you here. The Democrats control the White House. The Democrats control the Senate. The Democrats control the House. Which means if they are pushing a point that what they want, they can win by majority. So how can it be that the smaller group is the one that's making all the radical change? Just something to think about. Or maybe we just need some political ammo as we're going into a, another electoral season. And yet we still blame the poor guy that's not in control anymore. Somehow everything is still his fault. And we still continue to go on and we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and try to put negative emphasis on it because we want to discredit and we want to smudge and we want to blacken one side or the other. You know, remember the old trope that said, made the best man win? Why can't we use that system for life? You know, the ones that have the, the best ideas? See, we don't ever hear any ideas anymore. All we ever hear is, is that if you choose this side, that you're for all of this negative stuff, that you should ride with us. But yet, they never say how they're going to change or fix or make anything better. It's just that if you side with them, you're bad. Side with us, you're good. You know, I'm all for making things better as long as it's done through the Word of God. As long as we're doing things in a godly fashion. And the Lord knows that we need to make some serious change because this world is in bad, bad shape. And we need to have great change. But it's not the change that the world is trying to push on us. The world is trying to devour itself. It's trying to let sin just run completely and utterly rampant. It wants to put Satan on the throne. And it's doing a dang good job of making that happen. Because we are taking God out of everything. We are failing to look at God in any way, shape, or form. And if to do so, we are deemed as foolish and reckless and just bad people. Who would ever thought we live in a world where Christian values is the enemy? That Christian godly values goes against humanity. That is the lies that the world is telling us. That is what Satan is telling us is that anything of God is bad. He's been doing it for a while, but he has got such a foothold, he has become excellent at it and we believe more and more of it friends we have got to 
find a better way. We have got to get back into the Word of God. We have got to see the truth. We have responsibilities as teachers of the Word that we have to get the truth out. We may lose people. We may lose followers along the way. People may not like it. Feelings may get hurt. Condemnation may run wild. But we have got to get the truth out. And if we're not seeking the truth, we are in a sinking ship. I know a lot of Christians are just sitting by and waiting. Well, Jesus is coming back soon. Jesus is coming back soon. Just got to wait Him out. We're going to have to answer for that. Why did you waste all this time? All this precious time that I've given you. Why are you wasting it? You could have made such a difference. There were souls to be saved. I don't want that responsibility of souls that could have been saved because of me. We've got to do everything that we can do. We have to filter through the lies.